Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. Make a decision for me. I'm not good at this. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> You just refer to me as the raging redhead, and you're the husband. No. <laughs> I think it works. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> name? Let's start with the name. You have to follow rules? Not like it's rules somewhere? No. You don't tell your name? No. Fine. Carolyn's my name. Fine. I'm Patrick, I guess. Uh, so what do we want this podcast to talk about? We know we talked about marriage right like traditional style marriage love and marriage love and marriage okay we have right and first off we are married with children actually or children. oh okay. hey hey yeah. uh, i'm not lots of children i did not play football in high school though uh, no but i was in the marching band and we did the halftime show at the time yeah but you went to high school a little bit before me just a little yeah not so not not by a lot regardless high, of what you say definitely didn't hook up and get pregnant you saw no but I totally would bend you at prom. I bet you would. Uh, but not, not at the age you were when you, I went to prom. prom. No, no, at your prom, prom I wouldn't. Yeah, I wasn't viable at my No, that still would have been illegal. Um, uh, so we're going to skip right over that. Yeah, Just so. pretend we didn't bring that up. Anyway, um, so marriage. So the idea, kids, the idea was... Communication, family issues. Yeah. The idea was that we talked about a little bit earlier was the idea that you said you felt like there isn't a lot of support for the traditional family style models anymore. There's right? not, because we've spent the last couple of decades trying to push very hard in the opposite direction, because somewhere somebody said the traditional family sucked. Right. And it doesn't. Well, we've been running a traditional family model for 2015, maybe when we switched over to the two-income house? Uh, no. Long before that, because I quit my job no, no, when I was pregnant right. with yeah, Joey, yeah, yeah. So, so it was 2000, technically it was still 2011, it was that December. Um, though we've always run a very traditional household, we switched to a single income household in 2011. Yeah, we didn't really fall into the yeah. role, but we identified really early on that that was kind of what we wanted. Because we originally started with me being home. Well, yeah, because you had just gotten out of the army before getting back in again. Uh and I was working. Yeah. yeah. And you made more money than me. Well, yeah. And then, well, like, you, like it's a normal <laughs> fact. Like, well, of course I made more Please. money than you, obviously. Gender gap. Obviously. Uh, wage gap? I thought it was mm, wage gap. Yeah. yeah. Wage gap is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, but we've, right around the time, when, I think it was when you had the, was it you were crying in the driveway, I think? No, that was before. Um, that was with the temporary break of employment that was that three month break, um, before I even had, got pregnant with Joey. That was when Wesley was still little. Um, I don't remember what spawned the conversation that we were just like, yeah, go ahead and come home and I'll figure, and we'll figure it out kind of thing. We talked about it a couple of times, but then I was working at the concrete company. I was the executive assistant at the concrete company. And then, um... I discovered after the doctor's appointment that all the dust I was breathing in was unhealthy for the baby. And I told you I was thinking about putting in my two weeks because the manager wasn't going to move me 
to a different office where mm -hmm. it was more convenient. Oh, because you were downstairs um, and went up in the office. And then when I put in my two weeks, they let me go. So, so yeah. And then you came back home, and I ended up getting the the job. You started working nights nice because you were going to school. Going to school during the day. Yeah. And that was pretty. It was pretty rough for a while there. Um, just trying to make the budget <laughs> stretch. And then once we moved up, we to, were learning though too. We yeah. probably would have done better if we didn't suck from out the gate. But yeah, that's the thing. Once we it, figured it out, I think that was the hardest thing actually was was developing a decent relationship with money because we didn't have one growing up. No, um, Our, my parents are crap with money then. They're crap with money now, and <laughs> I'm not gonna bash my dad with money, but he doesn't have a healthy relationship with money. No. Um, so and figuring out like what our means was because there's a lot of things that we paid for and did that we just didn't need to like the big thing was getting out away from the eating out stuff and started buying stuff in home or buying stuff to make in home and yeah stuff like that Save learning that uh buying cheap food out actually wasn't cheaper than buying food no and, for the house and, and learning a, how to shop yeah but a lot of that a lot of that learning happened when we moved to new england you know that because it's super <laughs> expensive up there eight dollar gallon of milk Help me budget real quick. <laughs> well, it wasn't just eight dollar gallon of milk. It was the it was the fact that you know we've got the what was it eight hundred dollars a month for, for heat to, yeah. for the oil heat that was up there and radiant heat yeah. yeah. And so I mean it's it's it had its growing pains sure and I think a lot of it the the systems that huh, I'm not gonna say we developed because I didn't do it you did uh, I bring in bread you spend it you figure out how to spend it and how to get spent. It's a talent. I know. Uh, because if I was in charge of the budget, uh, we'd have a lot of shiny things and no power. So yes, that's kind of how that works. Yeah, but our video game <clears throat> collection would be vast. It would be huge. Yes, every new video game. It'd be huge. Huge, huge. Everybody knows. Ask anybody. They know how huge. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. All right. Um, but we kind of knew early on that. The traditional family model well, having a person at home was going to be important but see we had that discussion in the beginning and that's where a lot of marriages suffer in that first year or two trying to figure out how to juggle each other in a family because they don't ask the important questions um like do you want kids um what's your political affiliation if you care about those things um what religion are you? Do you care how and what religion the children are raised with? You know, I, yeah. do well, you want to work? <laughs> do you have a career you want to strive for? Do you want to stay at home? You know, but we had all those conversations before we had even agreed to get married, before we would even had that conversation, because those things, at that point, at my age, I wasn't playing around. Well, and it was, I need to know <clears> that you're going to be on board and this is going to work or we're not going to bother wasting our time. Well, and having two kids coming into it too, like you, yeah. you had a lot on stake and you weren't yeah. willing to, to mess around with a, a, a man child, so to speak. Because you know? I had just gotten away from that. But the other half is that like we had, we've been friends at that point for almost a decade. Long time. Yeah. yeah. Eight years. Yeah. And yeah. so we kind of knew each other quite a bit. Like the religious conversation was easy. We kind of took care of that early on. And it's evolved since then, but it's, you know, we, we kind of knew what our crowns were going to be and what we wanted to do. And then we kind of, uh, the I knew off the bat you wanted kids because I already had some. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was committed to having kids. Uh, but I also grew up in a house that, you know, I had a stepdad and I had a stepmom. And so I, having kids from another marriage wasn't ever a foreign concept for me. Yeah. But for some people, it is absolutely a, a no show. And yeah. that is something you've got to talk about beforehand. And I think that's what you're alluding to here is like too many marriages, too many relationships, too many marriages, or a lot of marriages fail because there's a lack of 
open, honest conversation. Because people don't talk first. And set boundaries. Because yeah. they want to say what the other person, they think the other person wants, wants them to hear. To hear instead yeah. of saying early on, like, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. And just set that groundwork out. And then you don't ever have to run that question. Because then you know from the first, you know, couple of times. The first, I mean, you probably don't want to talk about it on the first date. But, you know, you talk about it so early on that you know it's not going to last very long. Hey, yeah. let's, let's have fun for what it is. People are afraid of and having the hard conversation and unfortunately hard conversations need to have if you want to be in a serious relationship yeah i mean that was a big problem my brother ended up with if you remember early on in their marriage was because they couldn't agree how they wanted to raise the kids religion wise like well you should have had that discussion before you got married yeah and saved a lot of issues those are the kinds of things you have to talk about and a lot of people don't realize that they should have those conversations or like well, I don't think I don't think one of our other friends I don't think your brother and your 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 brother and sister-in-law you know when they dated they didn't I don't think when they first started dating that their the intention of marriage was ever there I think it just kind of evolved along the way no know? but they did have time yeah prior I mean, to well, not engagement really. and... I mean they graduated high school and got married what not even a year later so no, it was longer than that no it really wasn't yeah because they separated first no, they didn't. That was afterwards. Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, you're right, it was. Yeah, but instead of putting other people's dirty laundry out there. No, I was just saying, I'm <clears> using <throat> an example, because we had another friend who ended up married for, what, almost four years to find out that his wife wasn't going to give him kids when he'd gone into the marriage knowing full well he wanted kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have those conversations, otherwise now you've just wasted four years with well, somebody it's, that's... It's not even just having the conversations, it's, it's doing the hard thing and being honest. Yeah. Like, straight up honest. If, if, like, because I came when I came, when we got together, I, I told you early on, I was like, I didn't, I was perfectly okay not having any kids of my own. Um, and then you said that that wasn't an option. But, you know, we, <laughs> I, early on, I was like, no, that's fine. Like, I, I'm perfectly okay, you know, with the two that we have. And I don't, it didn't really bother me to not have any more. Like, I was perfectly okay with that. Um, it didn't work out that way. And now we have four, but, Hey, fourth was your idea. That communication is true. And it sounds so fucking cliche to say that stuff. But it really is true. And it's... Our biggest issue wasn't the fact that we didn't talk. It's, you know... We we talked differently. Yeah, we talked differently. And I don't want to do, like, the stupid love language thing. um, Because I think it's... But there's so much truth in it, though. But there is. So you have to understand not that the other person's talking, but what they're trying to say. How they're speaking. Yeah, it's not what they're saying. It's how. It's what they're trying to say that you've got to try to take apart. And we've everyone communicates differently, and we definitely communicated differently. But once we figured that out, God bless the best and worst therapist ever. Worst therapist (laughs) therapist ever. But he says fuck a lot, so we got along. Yeah. Um, Um. he fixed that, and it didn't take him long. What? We saw him together twice? Yeah, and then he's like, you guys don't need couples it. counseling. You need individual <laughs> <Separate>. counseling. <Yeah. laughs> and it works. It did. It works. And we weren't, like, on the cusp of divorce. We weren't no. on the, everything's about to fall apart, because even the healthiest of couples but we should seek counseling but, just to But talk. we weren't in a good place. No. And I was getting tired of coming home to a negative space. Yeah, and I was tired of being depressed. <clears throat> yeah. So. I think that, so, I know from a guy's point of view, the traditional family model isn't dead. Like, a lot of guys that I talk to look at our relationship and go, man, I wish I had that. You know, I wish I had a wife who was willing to make dinner and stay home and take care and cook and clean. Like, they honestly don't believe me a lot of times when I tell them that I don't cook, I don't clean, I don't do anything around the house. 
I, I take the trash out, I pick up dog shit, and I occasionally yeah. have to supervise the children while you do other things. Like, that's really <laughs> degenerate. Like, I don't really do much around the house other than kill spiders and fix things. Like, my realm is outside of the home, and, and But people... they forego that because they know the majority of women out there nowadays are being fed this bullshit that but I... feminism is not doing these things anymore or taking on this different role and so men forego what they truly want in a wife because they don't think women like that will do that they don't think they exist i've got to believe that isn't i think there's more women i think there's more women like me than would care to admit it admit it because so many women like i said have been force-fed this is how you're supposed to be you definitely shouldn't be traditional so they try to not do that and, and I think now you've got this huge communication issue where men don't think women want to do that, so they don't ask. Women are told that they shouldn't do that, and men want a strong, independent woman, blah, 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 so they don't bring it up. And so everyone is miserable because no one's willing to speak about So, I don't know, necessarily, this. because I have I have friends who, who go home, and they cook and clean, and they, they help out their wives around stuff, and they've, they've got a relationship that works for them to do that. But almost all of the relationships I know who function like that... Mm-hmm. Don't have children because typically, you know, one person works, the other person doesn't. Now, I don't know of any relationships. There might be some. I, I don't really know. I'd have to ask around. But I don't know of any relationships where, like, the the man goes to work all day, comes home, the wife doesn't work, but he still has to do all the cooking and cleaning. I don't think that's fair. Like, there's got to be some equitable split of of workload somewhere because having children is a large workload. <laughs> yeah. um, and whether it be providing for those children or whether it be, you know, nurturing and supporting them, feeding them, clothing them, that, that part, um, it's a lot to take on if, you, if you're the only one doing the work, even if there's somebody else in the relationship. Now, for single parents, like, nothing against them. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, my dad was single for a while growing up, but I know that there's different elements of that that work. But I think the thing that I've seen most successful throughout time is a parent is at home and another parent goes to work. Because when both parents work, there's typically issues with the children. When, absolutely, you know. You don't have kids to have someone else raise them. You well, have kids so that you can. No, I get circumstances happen and sure. sometimes whatever. You know, even at one point I had to work. But that being said, you find ways to make it work if you're going to bring children into this world because yeah. you should be the one instilling your values into them and raising them up in this world. Otherwise, why? Why would you bother? Why did you have kids so they could be an accessory you kiss on the face after they've gone to bed at night when you get home late? Yeah. I, I don't see the purpose or the value in that at all. I think that having the, the children part of it is a lot of people don't think about what it is you're doing when you're having a child. At least it, from appearances size, it doesn't think of it that way. They don't think of it as a, I'm crafting the next generation, right? I'm creating new new portions of society. They literally think of it as, oh, I have spawned a crotch goblin, and now it's time to feed it, and so I don't go to jail. And I think a lot of it is, uh, I'm having kids because that's what I'm supposed to do. Some of them do. I, I know, there's, I know that there are women absolutely out there who have kids because they feel like they should, right? not because they genuinely want them. Yep. But I also know women who are like, nope, don't want kids, don't want anything to do with it, and they're perfectly happy with their lives as it is. And yeah. I think that's fine. Like, if you can make that decision and, and be honest and open with both you and your partner about it, fine. It's the ones who are deceptive about it 
and like allude to, yeah, I might be open to it in the future, knowing full well that they're not going to change. Never going to want to do that. Yeah. That's that is that whole it's that whole open, honest communication thing that is yeah. super important. See, and that's it right there. It's not communication that is the key to a relationship. Yeah. It's honest open communication. Honest communication yeah. That's because I think that's the time whenever we've had it's more diverse. And I'm not saying that we've had a very long relationship, though by modern metrics it is a long relationship because we've now been married for seven, seven years, years together November. for almost ten, ten. Mm-hmm. and known each other for almost twenty. Um, no, yeah. But you know, it's still it's above the national average. Typically, it, it's I think it's like five to seven years or something like that. It's an awful long because people thought we weren't going to last. So I think uh, sure. we're doing alright. Uh, we're making it work. Um, but it doesn't mean we've been perfect from the get-go. We just did a couple of things differently because we've lived and learned prior to that. No. And we still had to figure out our communication issues, but I think that's what separates us, at least right now, from most couples, is that we know how to talk to each other and we're willing to have well, those conversations. I think we're perfect at it, and that was the point oh, I was trying no. to get at. Is like the, the times but we're willing when... to try. I think the thing that's been successful up to this point is we've never had a giant blowout fight. Like, we really didn't. Like, we've had a couple of nasty ones, but it's never been like a fuck you and the horse you rode in kind of fight. No. You know? The ones that we... Because we've been open about everything yeah, from the beginning. The times when we have had pretty nasty, like... It, well, I think you say fights, but we've had some resentful feelings. And I'm talking it's maybe usually, two or three in ten fucking years. That's what I mean. <laughs> the times when we've had some resentment-style, like, feelings, it's usually because one or the other decided that they didn't want to bring up a topic right? because they thought it was going to... Because they didn't want to do the fight. We didn't want yeah. to have the fight. We didn't want to have the, the hard conversation because we were like, yeah. if I just avoid it, I'll get over it, I'll ignore it. And then eventually that just doesn't work. It builds up resentment. And it gets Newsflash, to the point where it's just it doesn't work. something stupid, like you left a spoon in the sink, boils over into a fight about... <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with the, the catalytic event. Yeah. Um, but... I'm not saying that anyway, any stretch of the imagination that we have all of the answers, and I don't want to imply that at all, but I do want to say like we have some lessons learned, and we want to share them, because it's not only that we've been married, it's that we've been through quite a handful of situations, especially the fact that we have four children, Um, you know, one is on the precipice precipice of becoming a teenager, Uh, and one of... And we've, we've been to a point where we've literally not had enough money to get milk food, yeah. um, and food and lived on subsistence, right, on subsistence, just federal assistance, and been able to say, okay, this isn't what we want. Let's let's try to, try to come back to that. We're not rich by any stretch of the imagination, but we've made it work to a we point where it, like, it yeah. can work. Most mm-hmm. people just don't want to accept the budgeting reality that they would have to live in. They'd have to give up some of their luxuries. And we have. We gave up quite a number of luxuries. We yeah. don't go out to movies very often. We don't have date nights very often. But, but we, we do don't live without. No, we we are. I'm quite happy. happy. Yeah, well, I don't feel yeah, like I'm missing no. anything because I set a budget for us. Yeah, there's things I wish we could do, uh, which I know just aren't financially or economically feasible for us to do. Like I'd love to go to Disney World once a year or Universal Studios or things like that. But I also know that that's not feasible for us. That's yeah. something we're going to have to plan for and budget for, and that's perfectly fine to oh, yeah. do that. But it was getting to that point where I said it's okay to do that instead of feeling like I'm failing as a, as a, as the father, as the dad, as the provider for the house because I'm not able to provide enough for us to go do all these things. I mean, we live in an age where people—it's a necessity to take your kids to Disneyland two or three times in their childhood. And I grew up in an 
in a time where we just didn't fucking go because it was rare. But now it's supposed to be some commonplace thing, and it's not. It needs to go back to being the rare thing that it was because people are trying to push themselves into these financial binds to do the things that other people are doing that's just not necessary. It's, it's the culmination of the living with the Joneses mentality. Yes. And I think our parents definitely lived in that world. Like, oh, look, Jim across the street got a new RV. Guess we got to get an RV now, you know? Or, or, Except my parents could never afford to keep up with the Joneses. I know, I know. But, but, that's just, it's like, but they, it didn't stop them from trying, trying right? Yeah. And, and my, my parents are no different. They did the same thing, you know? Um... Trying to look rich while not being rich. It's it's yeah. living off of somebody else's money. Yeah. It's a lot of credit, a lot of credit cards, a lot of loans, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. and we have done a huge job in getting away from that or quite yes. a bit. Like we have credit cards and we have, you know, but we don't really have any loans and we have credit cards, but we don't really use them. You know, they it's have more a set of a, purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's more for a, all right, let's build our credit profile and less mm-hmm. for a, we need this to survive kind of thing. Or like an emergency. So like yeah. when we had to take that trip home, we could do it yeah. and not have to worry about it. So it's not so much a, we don't make enough on our paycheck to load our savings account all the time, right. but we've got this as a fallback. But we have a, yeah. we have a system in place to develop things, right? And we're yes. still in a growing process. And I think that over the year, you know, it's in the next few years, forever. I think in the next few years, we're, we're getting, we're, we're already to the point where we're like, we're looking pretty good. And in the next couple of years, we're, we're going to get better and better and better. And yeah. it's, it's just, taking the time to learn from the things that we maybe didn't do so well, or maybe the people around us didn't do so well and go, okay, I don't want to do that. This is how all that that starts. We sucked and we figured it out and got better. So now we're going to tell you how much we sucked and how we figured it out and how we got better. The important important (laughs) bit is not just that we sucked, you know, and that we've learned to figure it out, but I want to teach not just other people out in the world that I'm probably never going to meet because, or, if anybody ever listens to this podcast, that they'll ever meet or that they'll ever get value. I mean, I hope they do, but it's more important is I want to teach these lessons to my children yes. so they don't make the same mistakes that I had to make God, yes. in order to get to where I'm at. So that maybe they can start in a better position than I did. Because when I like when I left high school and I, because I graduated high school, got a job, I moved out of my parents' house in the course of probably about 30 days yep, or so. A month. And yeah. I was not prepared. I was not prepared. For no. it. In the words of the great Illidan Stormridge, I was, was not, not prepared. And then I, I got into, and I got into a fuck ton of debt, right? Oh yeah, right I off the bat. I got my first apartment, which I couldn't afford to have. You with started getting credit cards in the mail. With roommates, I thought I didn't use any credit cards. Luckily, that's the one oh, thing I, I didn't did. do. But I did. I but I did get into an apartment I couldn't afford with roommates I thought were dependable who ended up losing their jobs, and then I couldn't afford the apartment anymore, so it put me into a bunch of debt. And then I was in a, and I had, luckily got into a really good room, a really good roommate after that, which was your, your best friend. My bestie. And we, you know, she kind of helped me get on my feet and get settled. And then I decided to join the military. And cooked for you and did your laundry. She did. Uh, <laughs> she never did my laundry. She refused to do my laundry. But I worked in construction, so I wouldn't have done my laundry yet. Um, actually, I typically didn't do my laundry. But again, like. It's dirty. I'll just buy new ones. Pretty much. Uh, I had disposable income. I didn't know any better. So. And then I joined the military and I got to learn a whole new set of skills and, and, and develop things that the military was really great for, um, giving me some stability and setting me up for success in my life. But there's, um, I think that there was hard lessons that I learned as a young adult, some of which I would have had to learn anyway because I'm a stubborn ass. I got that honestly from my dad. 
that even if he had told me don't do that, I probably would have done it anyway. But there's other things that he probably, I, I kind of wish that he'd been able to teach me, right? How to properly balance his budget, how to how to even have a budget in the first place, how to pay my bills and how to put, how to balance a checkbook, you know? Uh, what is taxes? How do they work? Yeah, mine didn't what teach is me any of that either. You know, um, it would have been useful information to know. And right. there's not a kid in this house that's leaving without knowing how to do their taxes, yeah. without knowing how to use a checkbook, even though they're pretty obsolete at this point, without having to, knowing how to budget, how finances work. I mean, look at them now. We take them out on their birthdays to go shopping. We give them a set amount of money and they look for sales prices. Mm -hmm. They take a calculator. They add things up to see how far their money, money will go. They don't take a calculator. They bring Wesley. Well, yeah. Now now it's just Wesley. <laughs> Here, Wesley, do this in your head. You know, I, the other day when we were at uh, Walmart, I actually, I couldn't figure out the math in my head and I didn't want to pull out my phone. Oh, yeah, I just so, asked Wesley. So I haven't pulled out <laughs> And he just, just spits it out. Oh, here you go. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, kid. <laughs> Appreciate it. I don't have to worry about helping my kids with their math homework now because I have Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing is, like, we have, um, I mean, I do help them with their homework, right? And I, I don't want to pretend like I don't do anything around the house because I do. I help them with their homework. I help coach them, especially when the one of the boys is having a meltdown or something. I'd be like, hey, I'd be like, all right, let's talk through it. And teaching them to cope with their feelings in ways that wasn't coached to me growing mm -hmm. up, that I had to learn kind of through trial and error. Those are things I want to impart to my my boys, right? And Dayla, she's on her own. Which is you are also imparting on to me because I can't coach my own feelings, <laughs> <laughs> much less anyone else's. So, and that's, but that's, that's supposed to be kind of my job, right? Like yeah. as the man in the house, I'm supposed to be that rock, that stoic, that person you kind of like, all right, this is my spot in the fucking battle line and I'm going to hold tight and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. Um, but then there's. And people need to accept, by the way, that that's still a line and it's valid man of the house and there's nothing wrong. With fucking yeah. But there's, that. there's also nothing wrong with like, I, but there's also things I need to learn too. Like I need to learn to be a bit more empathetic and, and, and compassionate sometimes. And I think I'm empathetic enough for all of this. Yeah, but it's different, right? Like they will. It's important for Dayla to see that a, that it's okay to have a man who is both stoic and compassionate. I agree. You know, and not just have like men are mean. You know, because uh, <laughs> I think that there's 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 plenty of women out there who have that perception that men are just assholes. Um, when most of the time we're just retarded. We don't know what we're saying. We don't know what's going on. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. You know. Well, she's kind of a jerk in her own right too. So. That's true. I'm proud of her. Um, <laughs> so I think that's kind of the idea that I'm trying to get out of this podcast is like, what do we, what can we teach other people? What, what lessons have we learned about time? And give us perspective too, like from where we're sitting, what are we, what does it look like to us? And maybe get some contrast in there. and maybe in as an opportunity, because it's both of us on both of us talking that maybe you have an opportunity to learn some things or perspectives from me that you don't maybe already know, or things I can learn some perspectives from you that. Maybe I didn't already know, which I think might be a far stretch because I think we know each other pretty well, but there may be things that, you know, or at least give different insights and different topics that you come across. Yeah. 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 That's the idea. Yeah. And that every time we bring up a topic, I'll probably change it five times and jump here, there, and everywhere. You'll change it five times. You'll make at least, you'll have at least one belch and you'll make at least three sexual innuendos through the entire time. While swearing the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're both going to do that. That sounds about in, right. In a plethora, yeah. if you will. Then I'll giggle a couple of times yeah, if you say the wrong word. Like back up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please feel free to reach out on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.